This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Adam Earhart, Digital Marketing Strategist. And uh, Adam, you have your own company, don't you? Uh, is it Siren Consulting? That's correct. Yeah, Siren Consulting is the main digital marketing agency. And then I also do sort of a higher level boutique marketing for some uh, essentially private clients through my own adamairheart.com, which is more kind of higher level strategy and advertising campaigns. So let's start off then. We're going to be talking about uh, the death of content marketing and why it's a myth today. But before we do, um, tell us um, a little bit more about yourself and uh, Siren Consulting firm. All right. So essentially, my my role at Siren Consulting Firm is uh, is sort of the chief digital marketing strategist. So I've always been fascinated with the strategy behind marketing. I mean, obviously, the listeners are going to know, and you know as well as anyone, that there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of focus on the tactics and the latest tools. And the role here has always been to focus on the strategy behind it. So ever since I was really young, essentially, I've always been interested in consumer behavior and why people act the way they do and how we can sort of leverage the modern tools that we now have available to influence and to persuade and to provide as much value as possible. And that's been the role of Siren Consulting and also through the marketing strategy at AdamRHeart.com to sort of work with businesses to help them get their message across and sort of communicate value and carve out their expertise in the marketplace. Now, content marketing, it's um, it's a big area. It's a big subject. It's really become uh, something people talk a lot about in the last few years. A lot of people are saying it's dead. Why is this, Adam? Well, it's interesting with content marketing. I think the problem is, is that when people think about content marketing, they're thinking about the tactics and the tools. And maybe when they're thinking about it, it's specifics related to either old social media posts or or however they're driving the traffic or whatever it is. But they're often focused on the tactics and not the strategy behind content marketing. And so what happens is it's often just a really hypey thing to say, the same way that we hear that SEO is dead mm. or that search is dead or social's dead. I mean, this is sort of the new bandwagon is that, okay, for Forget content marketing, it's all direct marketing now, or it's all going straight for the kill or whatever it is. And unfortunately, what happens is that a lot of people just aren't aware that this is completely bogus. It's it's not only untrue, it's almost a damaging conviction to have about content marketing because now it's more valuable and more important than it ever has been before. So you think it's uh, contrary to being dead, it's, it, it's, it's at its sort of peak of importance effectively. Yeah, essentially, if you're looking at it in the new way. And so when we're talking about content marketing being dead, we're talking about the old way of content marketing being dead. And that is absolutely true. So let's sort of differentiate the two between old and new content marketing. Basically, with our old content marketing, the goal was always just to pump out as much content as you could. It was just to create and create some more and put it everywhere and create a bunch of thin content. So not a lot of uh, context or not a lot of depth behind it, but just basically flood the market with this kind of useless garbagey content and now obviously we're we're just i mean it's content is absolutely everywhere it's so rampant we've got access to information at just the absolute click of a button we can call anyone we can search anything so that is dead we don't need more content what we need is better content more relevant content and more specific content for our customers needs so do you think it's just getting harder rather than dying 
I think it's probably harder if you're going to stick with the old way of doing things, which is what a lot of people are doing, is, is that unfortunately, even today, people are still kind of a little slow to jump on the bandwagon of, of jumping into, say, blogging or creating a podcast or being active on their social media channels or whatever it is. So if they're just joining the party now and they're using the rules that worked five, even three years ago of just pumping out a bunch of content, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a challenge. You're a losing battle because you're going to be competing with 10 or 20 or 100,000 or a million different competitors in that field. Whereas if you're able to sort of niche down and find your audience and find your core message and really build content around that that helps and provides some value, well, then you're going to be uh, you're going to be in a wonderful place. So would you say then that I mean, you mentioned quality, would you would you say that, uh, I don't know, um, a, a very deep insight into what you're talking about, maybe authenticity Do you think they've become more important in latter years? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you couldn't have said it better. That that's essentially it is that the authenticity and the the quality of the content is more important now than ever before. Basically, if you kind of look at the old sites where can't remember the name of them, but they were that super thin content where they'd be like, I don't know, maybe 300, 400 words on every topic ever. And they were able to rank to the top of the search engines in essentially like a week. You just put up this really garbagey article and you had it. Well, that's gone. Now what people are looking for is that really long form content. And I mean, we're even seeing this in sort of the mega pages of Wikipedia. Whereas if you look at an article on, say, Lincoln, now it's just massive and everything you need to know about him is on that page. It takes about a day to read, doesn't it? That's it, exactly. And this is how the internet is sort of moving. This is where the online content world is moving, is towards these really thorough and really expansive detailed documents that are that are basically telling you everything you need to know. They're not wasting your time, uh, and then you're free to pick and choose from what you want. So you alluded to um, strategy and sort of the way we approach it sort of becoming more important now. Just expanding on that, what should we be concentrating on, Adam? Yeah, well, I think the main thing is the same that it's always been. And that really is just to provide as much value as possible to your customer. So kind of the the idea of getting behind there and seeing what can you do to help your customer or your client or whoever it is that you're trying to communicate with. And that should always be the foundational strategy of pretty much any marketing really is how can I provide as much value as possible? And when you're able to do that, it kind of aligns the content that you're going to be creating. I mean, you can think about, all right, I'm going to create something educational or entertaining or informal but what problems can I go out there and solve? And if your focus is on that, you're going to do pretty well. So looking into the future, crystal ball, uh, what do you think the future holds? Oh, that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. I, I never like to to go too far ahead and imagine sort of where we're going to be at 10 years from now because it's so, I mean, we're just experiencing such rapid changes in technology. I think for 2017 and 2018, it's pretty clear, which makes, um, makes me pretty confident to be able to say that what you're going to want to do here is to continue in the path that we've been seeing over the last six to 12 months, which again is that focus on value, the focus on authenticity, and the focus on transparency. So when we're talking about content marketing, the more that you're able to reveal the human aspects of your brand and the more that you're able to show maybe even a flaw or a wrinkle or two, I mean, this isn't going to be damaging. Uh, And we saw this as people tried to combat it sort of in the late 90s, early 2000s, everybody was trying to be all way too polished and way too fake. And it ended up backfiring for a lot of businesses, whereas now we're kind of rooted in that authenticity and even a little bit of grunge, as long as you're able to sort of reveal your true self and, and obviously, if you've got too many flaws, you're going to want to correct them. But regardless, don't be afraid to show a little bit of them. Repurposing is always interesting. I was wondering how you see that in the future, because if you look to the past, we've, you know, several sort of um, 
sort of marketing pundits have said, sort of take some content and sort of you know, repurpose it into a, you know, a video or maybe a sort of series of blog posts or something. How do you see that panning out in the future? Yeah, I think that repurposing is an absolutely phenomenal tool when you do it right. And so there are a couple things. First of all, with repurposing, I mean, it's it's absolutely genius in that it's going to allow you to sort of get the most bang for your marketing buck without having to invest all of these hours and all this time. I know that when I first started marketing the agency, Years and years ago, I did everything all the time, and it was a massive time suck. I mean, I just couldn't even imagine looking back uh, doing that now, creating new blogs and new podcasts and new videos and new articles and new infographics. I mean, it was ridiculous. So now, essentially, the process that I've adopted for for my business and for the consulting and that I've um, that I've been advocating for clients and that is to focus on kind of a cornerstone piece of content it could be a blog or a podcast or a live stream or whatever it is. And then you're able to take that content and kind of chop it up and to repurpose it into other areas. So for example, you could take a live stream that you do on Facebook live and you could turn it into a podcast, into a video, you could transcribe it. And now it's a blog. You could mm-hmm. take excerpts from it. And now you've got some tweets or some Facebook posts. You could send it to a designer and now you've got an infographic But the point here, I guess there's two real major points to consider when repurposing content. And the first of which is to make sure that you're respecting the platform that you're putting it on. So you have to understand that if you're going to be putting it on different platforms or different social media channels, they all have their own behaviors and their own attitudes and their own designs and styles. So you don't want to make it look like it's out of place and a second thought that you just kind of threw something in there just to fill the void. Mm. And the second thing is that you don't need to be everywhere. And this is another mistake that a lot of people make when they're considering their marketing strategies and their content marketing is that they take a look at all the social media channels and all the videos and all the podcasts and all of the blogs. And they think I've got to be everywhere. And the reality is, is that you really only have to be where your customers are. So the focus here is to identify your customer avatar, find out where they are, where they're spending their time, and then focus your efforts there. And that is going to make life and business just infinitely easier. And again, it's sort of that Pareto principle of the 80-20 rule is that if you can focus where they are and focus on where your zone of genius is, what your business is good at, well, then you're really going to be able to dial in and connect with them like nobody else. You mentioned earlier, Adam, about uh, sort of like expanding these um, sort of blog posts into longer form blog posts and and more genuine content. And you mentioned about uh, sort of stories and, and unique stories. It's interesting because it must involve quite a bit of research, sort of of sort of coming up with a story and also getting the backstory, which people of course love. What have you got to? You've got some experiences there. You can tell us about. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing, you've got a couple different options when you're creating this content. Obviously, it has to be factual. So if you're going to be reciting facts or you're going to be putting together these long sort of Wikipedia style things, yeah, you've got to do a little bit of research, which fortunately now, thanks to Google and all the search engines, really doesn't take very long. So you can go out there, you can quickly add some facts and make sure that what you're saying is correct. But the other side here is to really, yeah, tell your story, tell your backstory and try to connect with your audience that way because people love to hear a good story. And if you can phrase it right and if you can sort of be relatable and be human and tell the process that you went through or that you had a client go through, either one of those is going to allow your listener or your customer or your client to put themselves in that position and just sort of better relate. And it just makes it a lot more engaging and they're far more likely to consume the content and then to make that ever important connection. Adam, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Let us know how we can find out more about you and more about Siren Consulting Firm. 
Perfect. Yeah. So everybody learns it a little bit different ways. So there's a couple different ways that people can connect with me. One of which is to just head to my main website, which is adamerhart.com. So that's A-D-A-M-E-R-H-A-R-T.com. Also, if people like listening and they're more auditory learners, they can listen to the Modern Marketing Podcast and you can find that at modernmarketingpodcast.com. And then of course, you can also go to sirenconsultingfirm.com and that's sort of the main agency site. So any number of ways is a, a good way to reach out. Definitely feel free to share shoot me an email. Uh, you can contact me directly at adam at adamerhart.com and I'd love to hear from you. And your surname is spelled, if I'm not mistaken, E-R-H-A-R-T, isn't it? That is correct. Yes. Perfect. E-R-H-A-R-T. Well, Adam, thanks so much. And thanks to our listeners for listening. Show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. If you want to ask a question, two ways to do that. Email is podcast at sitevisibility.com. And the magic phone number where you can leave an audio question is plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. Well, that's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Adam. Wonderful. Thanks very much, Andy, and thank you, everyone. And we'll see you soon on Internet Marketing.